Welcome to True Mental Health. I'm Crystal Crawford. And I'm Dr. Janine Kraft. We're here to have unique conversations about what really creates mental wellness. After years, decades of seeking, seeking what could create more ease in life and trying every modality possible. Crystal and I crossed paths and realized we had similar missions. A mission to have conversations about what creates ease, what creates well-being, and what renders us truly functional. If you know something else is possible, maybe completely different than you've ever been taught, join us on a journey to uncover what creates true mental health. everybody in Facebook land. Well, welcome to another episode officially of True Mental Health with my dear friend, Dr. Janine Kraft. Oh my God, I can't say Just, your name. Oh. Janine. Just Janine. Sorry, Dr. Okay. Kim. It's going to be one of those days. Yeah. And I think this is episode six and of course soon we're going to lose track. Uh, but yes, <laughs> we thought we'd dive into the topic of self-trust today. Yes. As far as light topics go. This is probably one of the lighter. <laughs> so what is it? What is it? Shall we talk about it from the psychological perspective first? Yes, please like, enlighten me. Right what's the okay. psycho? No, seriously. What's the psychological perspective on trusting yourself? Yeah. Okay. Or why so- you can't if you don't trust right. yourself? Yeah, it's like an epidemic of people not being able to trust themselves. Um, well, I get it that it's like multifaceted. One, if you grow up in a household, maybe with a highly critical parent or you do some sort of sport. I'm thinking I was in ballet a lot and there was a lot of criticism there. It's like a lot of outside sources that are telling you what you should and shouldn't do. So I I get there's that. And then on the kind of greater level in this society, we are really taught to trust people outside of ourselves, look to the experts for answers and things like that. So I'm getting between that, that all these things kind of contribute to us just like looking for the right answer. I mean, our whole school system is built on that, right? Taking tests and things like that. And I have to get the answer. And it's so, and I have to train, I couldn't just know it. I have to study hard and train myself to, to get it. The other key piece too, within psychology is that when we've ever, we've experienced some sort of trauma that that's like the biggest breach in, in trusting the universe or trusting like kind of people outside of ourselves that people really start to doubt themselves because it's kind of like, well, if they knew better, then that wouldn't have happened. Or if they had more awareness, that wouldn't have happened. So then people dynamically doubt themselves and don't trust themselves when there's been a traumatic response. So Mm. that's kind of how I understand it to be. Now, I know when talking in access, it's just, it's trust. It's it's something different. Like, I'm like, what is that? What is trust within that framework? Yeah. So we'll just pull the conversation over into left field for a second. Yeah, you like that. And uh, go, well, trust uh, is actually getting that this is this is what it is. This is what it is. Okay, cool. Like, you could even take that into nature and go, trust is basically trusting that if your boyfriend never puts the toilet seat down, that that's the way, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. He's, it's not like you can train him to put the toilet seat down. It's not like you can, you know, make him feel bad enough to put the toilet seat down. It's get, It's trusting that that's what he's going to do. And, and so you can extrapolate that out over into a hundred million other things. I think what, I mean, where this really came from for me was I was looking at how much today 
we are being brainwashed from my point of view, absolutely, to not trust ourselves, to not trust our bodies, to not trust what we know about what's occurring in the world today, to not to basically to basically not trust anything and to only trust what we're being told and and what other people are calling science and facts and all of that stuff. And and regardless of my point of view on any of that, I think the bigger conversation is what what's functional here, right? So we said like we created this show because we wanted to look at these big concepts and look at, okay, from a psychological point of view, this is sort of where psychology comes from on it. And this is this is kind of the consciousness or access consciousness take on it. But from either from no perspective, looking primarily at like, does what we've learned render us functional? And I think this is really what struck this chord in me this last week as we were looking at topics was like, we're being rendered unfunctional. We're being taught and told mm. that we cannot trust ourselves, that we must trust what information is coming out from this or that organization. And it's because this or that organization is trustworthy. And here's why. And so it's this whole uh and, and if you don't have the tools of consciousness, if you, if you have never been empowered to know that you know, if you've never even learned the, the symptoms of awareness or the signs of awareness, if you weren't even shown that having awareness is a possibility, then you're going to be really, you're either going to be confused or stressed or worried or in some kind of non-functional state of being. And that was really why I wanted to have the conversation because I'm like, what if we could, what else is possible with that that we haven't considered, you know? Yeah. What I was really getting as you were talking was kind of like, okay, so we're in this environment, you know, at many different levels that kind of almost promotes us to doubt ourselves. Yes. And then now we're made, now we're made, we make ourselves wrong for it. It's like, well, I have like doubt issues or I have self-trust issues and now I'm the wrong one and I need to fix it. Right. Not even looking that we're literally in a program that is, yeah promoting that that's like creating it it's kind of like we're functioning from the program yet trying to reprogram and so then people kind of get very confused within that yeah and and i would say it's not even that like i i would like everybody watching this not even to take away oh my god we're in a program like don't even like don't even go there for a second and let's let's dial it right back and go how can you know for you what's true for you and what's not true for you. I think to me, that's like the fundamental thing because, you know, I definitely have opinions about everything that's going on in the world. I have opinions about, I have opinions. I have preferences. I've got all those things, but it's like, what's the bigger, you know, what's the bigger conversation. And I know you and I have had a lot of conversations where, you know, an energy of doubt would come up. And my first question is, well, what do you know? You know? So it's like, I don't know. Can you talk a little bit about for yourself, this 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 conversation of knowing and training yourself your signs of knowing or i don't even know how to say that exactly but like have, what are you discovering as you're sort of embarking on this knowing rather than doubting journey yeah yeah well i got that like i mean early on when you used to ask me those questions i'd be like what what are you talking about knowing i can't know and like boundaries would go up probably and then i would go immediately into my head to try to figure it out like right know, i what have i learned here about this what does this person say about this it was not like the innate just knowing and i'm getting the sense that it's almost like not even a feeling like a, it's really hard to even put words to because it's just it kind of pops 
And it's just like, oh, yeah, that. And, and I'm really playing around with it with um, things that might be less significant, like when I'm looking for an Airbnb to stay at or something like that, where I'm like, what's going to yeah. create the greatest here? And it's like, oh, you, you're popping out at me. OK, just go with that. Rather than before, I was the one to do all the research and make sure that I like figure out what was the best option. And so just kind of allowing myself to play with it is really where I'm at with it. But I yeah. still, I mean, there's still the doubt that comes up that I'm doing less of and what else could I choose? So for those of you guys watching, if you do want to start to play with something absolutely, totally different and you want to start kind of just, and I do mean just play with it, you can start to look at doubt as a distractor implant. This is just, this is access consciousness, take it or leave it. I don't have a point of view. But what I, but what I started to get from the access consciousness stuff was instantaneous freedom and space of being so like with when a distractor implant comes up like doubt or fear and then i'll go into another simpler part of this conversation you can literally go all the distractor implants creating this and then use the access consciousness clearing statement which is right wrong good bad pod poc online shorts boys and beyonds that's one of the very very different tools that you can use when those energies come up and i would really love to talk more about like teaching yourself returning yourself to knowing because it is it is teaching yourself because we are out of practice we're used to doubting we're used to thinking we're used to referencing exactly what you said who's said what who taught us that who we can trust who we can't trust but it's like if you really truly want to walk through the world and know something else has to be available some other guidance system has to be available otherwise we're constantly going to be judging who we can trust and who we can't trust and based on what logic. And what I've started to discover is that logic and uh, reference points aren't as reliable as my sense of things. And so like what I've had to start to do to train myself or to learn to trust myself is one start to get that I do sense things. Like I don't, it isn't just a thinking, feeling, emotional world. I actually do sense when something's on or off, but it's very, it's very subtle. Like it isn't that the thing, I think the thing that's so um, enticing or addictive about thoughts and feelings and emotions is that they're very intense and they're, they've got a lot of density to them. And so you can feel them. Whereas sensing things is like whispery. Like it's more like the wind. It's more like, you know, something that's a, a lot less intense and a lot more feathery. So did I cut out there for a second? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's freezing up a little bit. Yeah. So it's like that to me, I wonder, I wonder what it would take for us to really start tapping into and practicing sensing things. That's what I'm curious about. And I, I it is freezing up a little bit on Instagram. Yeah. What's going on, Graham? Come on, Graham. <laughs> Anyway, we'll keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, you know, and kind of what you're saying, it's just such a whisper and the subtleties of it that we can almost miss it. And especially yeah. I'm thinking from when folks have experienced a lot of trauma or their nervous system is really dysregulated that, you know, you're not going to hear it at all. And so yeah. that's what people are used to is the more extreme responses. And so having to retrain ourselves to get quiet or create some space with a question to mm -hmm. tune into that. I used to 
when I remember when I first found you on and listening to your podcast and I was like, she's so confident. She always says like, I know this and I know that. I'm like, what is that? Because I was like, not, you know, it's like, we're not trained. We're almost, it's like kind of what we talked about earlier about like the doubt is, is more familiar. And I was like, how, but how does she know? Like, what does she know that I don't know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't start out that way. Like when I came in, like I've talked about this before, but like when I found access consciousness, this was my sort of entry point into learning one number one that I was aware. And I guess Mm -hmm. I would ask any of you guys watching any of our shows to go, wow, that piece look at whenever we say something, if it makes you lighter or not, that's the thing about information. If it hits your world and it creates a sense of lightness, then that's what's true for you, even if it's strange. And so please, with everything we say, look at, okay, if I say something that you had never considered before, or any of us say that, and and it makes you lighter, then there's something there that's true for you. Um, So I I kept being in these classes and they would keep saying things that were super different, but kept making me lighter. And I was like, well, I don't get that and I don't understand it. And I have no reference points for what you just said, but I keep getting lighter with this conversation. And that's what's true for you. That's how you can know when something is true for you. And so I took that into, and I, and I still do this, into every single scenario. And, and, and I started to learn to, to, that I could trust that because I would see the results of following what was lighter and it was always greater. So I, you know, and so I think that's the thing is like, you kind of have to start somewhere and like, well, what if you just played with for a minute that what makes you lighter is true and what makes you heavier isn't. What if you played with that and started to discover what occurs? Because then if you do start to discover that what makes you lighter is true for you, then it may be, it was for me, that there was a lot of things in my world that I was buying that were really, really heavy, but I bought them as true because of who they came from or how they were said or the fact that I couldn't be trusted. Like I had all these underlying points of view about me But as I started to use that one guidance system, I started to discover something that was really different, which was I wasn't as fucked up as I thought I was. And I actually did know when things were off and I wasn't incorrect, even though those people might have told me I was incorrect. It turned out I was correct most of the time with that guidance system. And so that resulted in me using it more, you know. Um, and so it is, I think, a matter of just starting to choose in a different direction. It's like if you've you've really struggled with not trusting you and really, and, and you're right about the trauma stuff. I mean, all the, the gaslighting and the abuse, and even when the parents or the family doesn't even know they're doing that, it still occurs a lot. And then you've got society's abuses. So we're coming into the game. A lot of us in, you know, to varying degrees, a little bit handicapped in that we've got kind of like a backlog of abuse to handle as well. But the cool thing is that you can just start in the middle somewhere and go, well, if what I've been doing in terms of not trusting myself or going into doubt a lot isn't working, then what could I just start to play with that might give me some different information, you know? Is there something about it where it's almost, I'm kind of getting the sense of like, well, it's like too easy to just go from the yes or no universe rather than, you know, we've been really taught to kind of judge things, be discerning, get what's right, what's wrong. And yet, is there something that almost like blocks people because I can't just know, or it's like, it can't be that easy. And so then I have to choose it to be harder. I would say, I mean, there's so many different points of view about that. Like Mm -hmm. nothing can be that easy. I I remember even when I was in my twenties, 
I didn't have any of these tools, wasn't in access consciousness doing these, this stuff. Um, I was working at a breakfast place with, I don't know, four other girls my age. We were all like early 20s. I felt old at the time, but I look back and I was a baby. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were all kind of in that dating stage, you know, so we would wait tables. And then, of course, guys would ask for our numbers and we'd give them out. So there was always this kind of constant flow of like work and numbers and dating and sex and all this stuff. And, you know, I would get asked for my number and I would call them. And, and within about five minutes, I just I knew. And like I would be like, yes, it was just almost it was almost almost no. And I remember going to work one day and talking about this. And I, I think the other girls were talking about it. And I was like, yeah, well, I know in about five minutes whether or not, you know, it's going to work or not. And I, I distinctly remember somebody saying to me, you can't know that fast. Mm-hmm. And I bought it. Mm-hmm. I bought it. Yeah. I realized, I was like, oh, maybe I'm like being too picky. Maybe my standards are too. I immediately went into judging everything Mm -hmm. about where I must be functioning from in order to be that fast. Like it's got, Oh, it's wrong because you said it was wrong. So now it's wrong. And and then now I look back on that and I'm like, wow, the the number of things in this world that tell you, you can't know that fast. You can't be that fast. It can't be that easy. It's, is staggering. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say, yes, there's like lots of that that's gone on. And again, if you subject that to, well, does that point of view make, give you more space and ease, or does it make things harder? No. Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's fine. I mean, we're back to, we're into that all the time now, you know? Yeah. I'm just wanting ease. And I'm just, as you were talking, I'm like, okay, where are all the times where it was just ease and I knew and I picked it and it's like, what would it take to have more of that? And I'm thinking of like the time we purchased our condo or things, same thing. We just knew from a little bit of research, like that was the building. That was the one it's going to happen. Yet, you know, right. There's all these steps ahead of time where people go into all these kind of like projected ideas about what yeah. they think will happen that wonks up your world or like creates the wobble. So I guess I'm curious since I kind of I'm in that space of, mm-hmm. well, what would it take to to really just lean into what do I know, especially I'm going into, you know, this exploring your purpose program with my folks. And that's where people are really struggling right now with the wobble of just like, I don't know what I know or what lights me up. What has really helped you to just like trust it and <laughs> trust what you know? Well, I think one of the first key things, especially in regards to that, was to acknowledge I really didn't know. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Like I, I had only ever spent most of my life, um, you know, doing what my mom wanted me to do and then resisting what she wanted me to do and then following some of what I wanted to do. And but then not really I'd never really explored truly what I wanted to do, what I wanted to create in the world, you know, and it really, again, it wasn't until access consciousness that I stumbled and read, I stumbled on and read right riches for you by Gary mm-hmm. Douglas. And he's got this one access consciousness clearing in there that goes, you know, what would it take to be willing to live the energy of what I would like my life to be so that it can show up for me in totality. And then everything that doesn't allow it and all of the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions and the no receiving I'm using to reject it and refuse it. I destroy and uncreate that. Mm. And then the clearing statement, right? Wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, online, shorts, boys, man. And if you guys want to read more about that weird thing, you can go to theclearingstatement.com. But 
when I was reading that book and I was really looking for, what, you know, because you know, I was constantly being asked, well, what do you want to create? What do you want to create? And I'm like, uh, uh. you know, I was bashing around in the chef's kitchen of the universe, just kind of creating what sounded fun at the time. But in truth, very unclear about that. So he's, he recommends you do that 30 times a day for 30 days and you'll have a greater sense of what you want to create. And it was true. I ran it out loud 30 times a day for 30 days. And I came out with, with like no doubt, doubt went away. I just mm-hmm. knew the things and choices that I would have in front of me that were clearly a match for this just were easy. And the ones that didn't match it just simply kind of fell away or were super obvious that it was a no. So it's like my sense of things got much greater and I had more, I just had a sense of clarity and a sense of knowing and a sense of empowerment. And so for me, that was, a, that was one thing in the line of a bunch of things that I did that really stands out as something I really did have to do in order to get access to that sense of things, because we've covered over our own, we've had it covered over with all the things we've been through and we've covered it over ourselves with all the doubt and the, you know, the self-destruction that we've done. So we have a lot of, a lot of us have a lot of unconsciousness on top of what's really true for us and what we would really like to function from what we would really like the world to be like. So I think that's the first key thing. It's like kind of going, well, you may not know, (laughs) you know, I love Okay, so like in psychology, the tools are to rebuild your self-trust is to, you know, kind of make small doable commitments to yourself and and follow through, right? So the yeah. kind of this idea you're going to return to self-integrity, starting to trust yourself by just following through with what you say. Now, I'm curious because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm getting that like, well, that gets part of it. And the tool you used, which is like, a clearing. And if you could explain to, especially to my audience as yeah. well, like I know, like kind of like, what is it where you ask an energy and then you clear it with that statement, like utilizing that tool instead, I'm just kind of looking at, you know, mm-hmm. what is the functionality, you know, what's going to work the easiest. Yeah. Well, I think you have to look at what works for you always, always look at what works for you. Like um, I wouldn't say returning to trusting you is an overnight thing in that you just wake up one day and you're like, you know, screw it. I'm a gift. Mm-hmm. Although I do encourage you to wake up one day and just go, Never mind, I'm a gift. Um, but it was definitely a process. And so I would say, you know, start start down the path that's going to work for you. What my favorite thing about access was, these tools are so strange, but they would do it faster. And yeah. when you do something like a clearing, what you're doing is you're bringing up an energy of something. So in this case, what would I like my, what would it take to be willing to live the energy of what I'd like my life to be, blah, 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 bring up that energy. And then you clear it out. And what that does is kind of like if you had a block of, if, if unconsciousness was Parmesan and you have, you were covered with huge wheels of Parmesan, what you're doing is you're taking a cheese scraper to Mm. the unconsciousness to get Mm -hmm. to you. And that's how it works. So when you are living unconsciously and you can't seem to get to conscious, then that's what you do is you just, you yeah. can, you, you can use a consciousness tool to kind of scrape away the unconsciousness so that you get more clarity and more ease of choosing and being and all that fun stuff. Um, so, but that's not everybody's pathway. I mean, another yeah. thing that I've really done is like, well, if I've asked myself a really different question with things of like, well, if I trusted myself, what would I choose? Mm. All of that. 
Because we don't tend to ask ourselves that question. We're yeah. just like, well, what should I choose? Or what's the right thing to choose? Or what's everyone else choosing? Or what are you yeah. doing? Instead of, well, if I trusted me, what would I choose? Mm-hmm. We're like so not practiced in asking ourselves that question. And to me, that's always been a stimulator of choices I didn't even realize I had available to me. Yeah. So that's another way you can start as well. Yeah, yeah. I was really getting kind of in the sense of even what we're creating with this show where we were like, well, there's really no reference point for it that we know of because it's like, you know, I haven't heard of anyone else kind of talking about it in this way. So it's kind of like we could go into all this doubt or questioning, well, what are what are we doing? It's not the right thing because no one else is choosing it. And Mm -hmm. it's like, what do we know? And I was really getting that. It's just I know it's something. I can't tell you how. I can't tell you what. I just know it's like energetically, it's something. So it's like just following that and mm-hmm. then gain more awareness, kind of how we're like, oh, well, it's more about the functionality of things. And then we'll get more awareness as we just kind of keep choosing along the way. Mm-hmm. What are you playing with right now, like with trusting you? Hmm. I was getting just showing up. Yeah. Like just keep showing up be willing to just keep choosing because so many times I was paralyzed in not choosing to because mm-hmm. I was afraid of getting it wrong. Yeah. And so it's just been such a gift, you know, when you had said, well, the willingness to do it wrongly, do it badly, do it poorly, do it anyway. Do it That's anyway. just been yeah. because like the more I show up or, you know, facilitate bigger groups and if things, you know, I feel nervous or my throat closes up or whatever, I'm just like, I don't care. I'm choosing it anyway. I'm just choosing. I'm just going to keep showing up like whatever that is. And so that's where it's kind of like, to me, the the practice of just continuing just to, that's a very pragmatic way for me is just choose it, choose again, choose again, choose again, and I'll get more clear. Me too. Me too. That's a huge thing that I've done too. And, you know, everybody's life is so different, but I had created (laughs) the necessity of money, which sort of made me force Mm. my own hand to, to continue to choose. And so you know, if you guys are there, that's a really effective way of learning or whether or not you can trust yourself. If you backed yourself into a corner, we'll just start choosing because you're going to learn stuff about yourself. You're going to learn whether or not you actually let yourself fall. That was a huge thing. I had the point of view when I found access consciousness that I was going to either be destructive. This was all unconscious, but it sort of came to the surface. If I had more power or if, if I was really, if I had more power, that's probably what it is. Cause why would we doubt ourselves? Like if we would only yeah. doubt ourselves, if we aren't, can't, shouldn't be trusted, like, mm. you know? And yeah. so I realized underneath that was this massive point of view that I couldn't be trusted, that I shouldn't be trusted, that I had destroyed people's lives that, you know, in this lifetime and other lifetimes, I mean, yeah. we could get super weird with that, but like, so I had to start stretching beyond that as if I could, almost as if I could trust myself rather than wait for that to heal or change or not be Mm -hmm. true. I had to look at it and go, okay, I do have that point of view. Is it true? No, but it's definitely running through my world. It's definitely something I'm creating from and as all the time. Okay. So if I wasn't creating as if I can't be trusted, what, how could I create, you know, Um, what, what would be possible? What could I choose? What if I could be? So it's like, you start to stretch in the direction of maybe I can be trusted. Maybe this 
you know, maybe I know more, maybe I'm not actually going to let myself fall. Maybe I'm not actually going to destroy the planet or whatever that weird ass underlying thing is. That is why you can't be trusted from your point of view, you know? So, okay. I have a question then. So is this similar to, cause like in neurolinguistic programming, they talk about be, do, have. So it's kind of this idea that you need to be the vibrational version of the future self now. But a lot of times people say it's like act as if, and that's mm -hmm. kind of what I was hearing when you were saying I'm stretching into that next version of me, but something gets I, energetically, it's a little like act as if I'm like, what is that? Yeah, I would say choose it. Mm, choose as it's if. It's really what it is, is that you choose it. Even if you don't trust that you can, you just do. Because mm -hmm. acting, it. I mean, it's a little bit of acting as if it's like, do it wrong, do it badly, do it anyway. It's like, but it's, it's, I think it goes one, like, I don't know if it's one step further, if it goes deeper, I don't know what that is, but it's like, yeah. it goes one step further in that. Um, if you truly are functioning from not trusting yourself, you can't really act like you do. You can only go, you can only really throw that away and go, well, I might be untrustworthy, but that's destroying my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to throw that away and I'm going to choose that I am. And then from there, you get to find out if that's true or not. That's really how that works. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've seen you do over and over. Cause we've, as we've been working together, you just like, st you start to choose as if you can trust yourself and that's what changes it. Yeah. And so it's weird. It's, it sounds like a semantic, but in truth, it's like the difference between, you know, acting and choosing. And when, but it's, when you choose, you don't have proof that you can be trusted from mm. your point of view. You don't have any proof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just have the willingness to have something different in that moment. And you're going to try this out and see if that works. See if yeah. trusting you works better than not trusting you. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like choosing before the how shows up or before the reality shows up. And that's like a lot of just. Well, in this particular moment, you might not know. You might yeah. not actually have what you need to. And then I would go into like, is there ever enough proof? Will there ever be enough proof? How many years have you been looking for proof? You know, you can start looking at all of that. A doctorate, another certification, another certification. <laughs> How, give me more certifications. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, you got yeah. yourself here. That's not enough proof. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so it's like, who other? What other life would you be living if you were yeah. if you were trustworthy? It's you can start to break it down for yourself and kind of look at it, but. It's, a, it's really starting to choose different. Love it. Crystal, what are we inviting people to? What have you got going on? Well, I am rebuilding my entire ecosystem right at the moment. Um, mm. I would say if you're here and you're new, go check out infinitebeingschool.com. It's the, the greatest gift so far. It's a free taste of access consciousness. It's phenomenal and it's about to get greater. So check that out on my end. And you've got something. Uh, yeah, I got things going on. So um, the next three days, I have a free exploring your purpose taster, which is really just looking at part of this conversation, returning back to what you know, and what's going to light up your life. Um, mm -hmm. Because the doors are now open for my three month container to really just deep dive into this and yeah. propel yourself off into 2022 to create something totally different. So yeah. definitely don't choose it. Don't choose it. <laughs> and choose they it. can find that uh, in, the, uh, in your bio. Yep. Obviously. Link in my bio on Instagram or um, yeah, link in my bio on Instagram. Craft's couch. Craft's couch. couch with a K. Craft's couch with a K and a C for the couch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> in case you don't know how to spell couch. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, we'll be back next week. Thank you so much. And 
Thank you guys for watching live. And if you loved it, share it. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a request. If you found benefit from today's episode, we'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave us a review, or share it with someone you know would benefit. Until next time.